0: Welcome to stage seven recap of the 2021 Cape Epic. Uh, and I guess kind of a recap of the whole thing. Uh, all of us here finished. Well done, everybody. Uh, Robin Russo ended up 15th overall, which is astounding. It's an incredible result. Jonathan,
1: but you, you on our first podcast said they'll probably finish 10th. So we're a bit out.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, yeah. Please don't interpret my misunderstanding. As we tried. As okay. we tried. <laughs> um, and then Brandon and I. We crawled up some positions today, finished 30th in the men's field, and then 40th overall, 26th on the stage. Good job to us.
1: It's a good stage.
0: Heck, yeah. And by my reckoning, I think somewhere around 6th non-protein, which is – I'm proud of that. John discovered the wonders of caffeine today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I hadn't been using caffeine during this race because I was afraid of the sleep schedule mess-up, but then – also, if I'm honest too, and I'll try to do this without getting emotional or anything, but um uh my one of our good friends passed away a few years ago, Tate Menkees, and he was a pro rider. His family is from South Africa. And his father gave me a call yesterday, he gave me a pep talk, and uh, said how much Tate would love to do this race. And uh I had Tate with me all day today, and that was really special. Uh and it was a wonderful day. So we had a great stage. Uh, fantastic stage. We executed Brandon. Do you remember when everybody <laughs> said that you specifically, but we but you specifically were crazy because of the concept of like allowing separation?
1: I do remember that. I think this is the part where
0: everyone's supposed to say that I was right. Yeah. Lean <laughs> so. in really quick when yeah. saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Anybody gonna say that? Yeah. <laughs> their eyes. It works. Yeah. It works. yeah. Really... Did you guys do that too?
2: Yeah, from time to time, yeah yeah um, and it, yeah definitely it helps like to, especially if you're trying to not lose a group um and i i know i can go a certain speed but i can't and i'll probably make it back so rob can kind of just hang between the group and me and then just help me to get back Um and then we
1: don't lose the group and
2: get a nice free toe yeah. what's
1: well, a hard hard earned free toe Uh, yeah (laughs) because to be honest like a few stages we did push too hard to catch the group we're like sick we got the group and then we blew up a bit it was like uh we probably shouldn't have got the group (laughs) yeah yeah so i love and learn first epic so
0: yeah let's talk about that very thing Sophia. do you want to start us off with if you were to do this race again I know too soon, right. (laughs) But if you're to do this race again, mulch. Uh, I'm sure you'd like to do it with a teammate here with you the whole time, but what would you do differently or what do you think you did well that you would do again?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's such an interesting thing because my experience was so different losing Nate in 50 K and then the first big stage, like It took a lot of mental and emotional strength, really, to keep going, because I could have easily just bagged my season and gone home and, you know, not been involved. So um, I think for me personally, my first Cape Epic was more about getting my toe in the water and seeing what this infamous race is all about. And now that I have tamed the untamed South African race, um, I'm definitely looking forward to coming back at some point and contesting for uh, the UCI women's race. I think I was pretty strong.
0: Yeah. uh, You don't have to say this. I'm going to say this uh if sophia had the fastest time solo one day and granted i know gc things are different but twice uh, twice <laughs> right? yeah. but
3: i'm not counting or right? anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i think sophia especially with like a really good teammate you would 100 be in the contention for winning one of the biggest mountain bike races in the entire world and that would be amazing
3: yeah, and I think, honestly, the biggest thing about this race is just the support that you need that's required. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a solo group, like the two people, or if you're traveling with, you know, we had three teams, it takes a lot more hands, and the more people that you have supporting you, the easier it is on you every time that you finish or start a stage. So um, I think things I did really well was, you know, stayed positive, pushed through, and wanted to, you know, finish the adventure, even if it meant being by myself, because I was not about to DNF my first Cape Epic. So yeah, that, that's not not much advice for me. But <laughs> yeah, if
0: I could say one thing, and I know we all agree to this, and we haven't mentioned his name yet on this podcast, I don't think. But if we were to do this again, one thing we would absolutely do again is hire Philip. Yeah, <laughs> uh, make sure you get a Philip. Yeah, Philip. <laughs> yeah. actually, two actually, like, two
2: Phillips is would be ideal. So, yeah. And, uh, Philip did the job of two. So,
0: yeah. Can you explain what Philip did uh Russo? Like uh, what role he served for? Everything. <laughs> yeah, you know, Philip
2: was uh everything. Uh if you had to put a name to it, it'd probably be like team manager. Uh but he was yeah, you know, he went over and above um with everything after there in the morning to take jackets, help back the car, help with everything before the stage and then after clean shoes, clean helmets, our bikes are taken care of by someone else. And we also had massages from someone else, but he just kind of did all the other things that That
1: you could do. do You
2: could do in the afternoon yourself, but it's nice to have someone else do it
1: for you and you can just sleep and relax. Philip was an extreme luxury. Um, Yes. And I think like um, Jonathan said, like we really appreciated him because, and like I said, Rousseau said it really took off that little extra bit of load. Like we didn't have to worry about like, where are my shoes? Where's my home? Is it clean? Oh, especially after the rainy stage. Like, do I really have to go and clean my shoes every day with all this mud? Um, so thank yeah. you Philip. Please watch this.
0: <laughs> he was amazing. Um, and so if we're doing this race, don't get Philip Cause we want, Phillip. but <laughs> he was amazing. And thank you so much. He, he was our fixer. He did everything. Um, as far as like doing the race and like specific tips, uh I would say absolutely do the massages. The all the massage therapists that we saw were just when we saw a lot of different ones, they were fantastic. Like they were great. They were super nice too. And it was like a good kind of emotional break from the race just to have like nice fun conversations and everyone was super happy. Uh definitely I would say hire a mechanic service of some kind. We didn't go through the event. Uh Rousseau was the one that connected us with um with some great options there, but I definitely get somebody to take care of that because that would just be, I mean,
3: you can't do it. Yeah. There's no way.
0: Like for all of us, there was hard. There was not much free time. No,
1: still with all these people helping us. I don't know how we would have done all the bike maintenance too. We also rode clean enough. Okay. Maybe besides Brandon on one day, but that we didn't have punctures or mechanicals. So on days that you could have or would have like we, Mm. we had enough to deal without mechanicals to deal with. So that made a huge difference having the mechanics like that. That's a big piece, baby. Yeah, for sure.
0: The lodging, you could do it yourself or you could do like we did. The, they called it the Avis package um, and they kind of moved you from place to place. Um, I, I'd say that that was like satisfactory. Um, if I was to do it again, I probably would just arrange all of that yeah. individually or like I would work with a fill up to,
1: to arrange it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, because we could have been like even closer to each stage star and then the transfers could have just been a little bit more smooth, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Can we talk about nutrition? Would anybody change the way that they fueled for the race? Yeah,
1: I would definitely. I think also like Jonathan, I was sort of cutting out caffeine um, and it kind of had the adverse effect on me of just when I had caffeine, because one of the um, nutrition I use is only caffeine I didn't even, to be honest, naively thought, oh, I'll be fine with it. And then I realized I'm doing seven days of consecutive, seven consecutive days of just consuming caffeine gels. And, other, and I had bars, but gels were my main, when you're racing gels, is what I pretty much just ate. And uh, yeah, I learned very quickly that it's not going to work for me specifically to have that much caffeine. Did it so, affect your
0: sleep and stuff?
1: Um, definitely. When I took a caffeine gel closer to the end of the stage, thinking the stage would be longer, I could feel it throughout the day. And it really sucked. Um, but I think just the compound of so much caffeine for someone who can't handle caffeine mm. um, I probably should have realized it earlier, but that was my naivety um, <laughs> so definitely I'd probably ride with no caffeine. Mm. yeah or well, racing wise, I'd probably take caffeine, but one out of all my gels would be caffeine mm. yeah
0: would anybody else change anything about the nutrition what they did?
2: Yeah, I think I maybe kind of... Because obviously a lot of what we rode is kind of rough terrain. And it's sometimes, especially if you're on the limit, it's like hard to now take your hand out of your pocket and try and eat a ball or get something down. And a couple of the days towards the end, like maybe not far to go, like five, six, or maybe say between five and 10 Ks to go, I I could actually feel I'm hungry now. And that's never a good thing, I think. Um, Shouldn't be hungry on the bike. Um, and luckily we get the, the meals right after. And I would like make a plan and either have a gel or half a ball or something just to make sure the tank doesn't run empty. Um, but yeah, just to kind of have more of a nutrition plan and actually stick to it. Um, than
1: just taking something that you feel when you need it. Um, yeah.
0: Brandon, you ate a lot of gels.
1: Yeah. No, I, uh, I was really
0: happy with my, my nutrition plan and I tested it leading up to the event. Um and uh yeah, I had a pack every day with three things of Martan and seven or eight gels every single day. Um I'd be pretty happy if I didn't see another gel for <laughs> at least a couple months, to be perfectly honest. But but it worked it worked really well. I've had issues with race nutrition in the past in long races and uh you know, I never felt like I was at that point where I was uh I was behind the eight ball on, on eating. Yeah, you you nailed it. You did awesome with that. And that's tricky, like you like you said, Rousseau, to like pull a gel out and eat it and Brandon nailed that. Um I nailed my nutrition plan to the T. I never came I never finished with a spare gel. I never finished with spare water, like I just nailed it um in a hundred grams an hour, just clockwork and it worked fantastic. So mixing the bottles and then uh gels so i would do bag of marten 360 uh, or a bottle of marten 360 and then i would do a gel and do that every hour and then i took precision hydration small little tablets um so like 250 or 500 every hour and i took those too um <clears throat> now what about like training when i think about this race if i was to say like ideal training there are a lot of like steep punchy bits but it still comes down to sustainable power like
2: yeah. yeah would you would, agree yeah like especially for me being a little bit well i think like on a good day i've got like 15 kilograms on me so to, <laughs> to stick with them on a climb will be a challenge in any way but um to yeah to really practice those long climbs i realized like i'm good for 10 minutes but that's like pushing it um and then i need to like tap off in the first couple of minutes already for me to sustain. ride yeah sustain and it's also a much lower level than what he could do for twenty minutes or the, the longer kind of things. So that'll be something I'd like to work on.
0: And the and the effort that you sustain of these climbs, like it's not threshold because it's such a long race. You know, it's it's like sub LT. So you're sitting around like that sweet spot zone, and you know, high tempo. Um, and the longer you can sustain that throughout a race, you can really just pull so much time. Like Brandon and I toward the end of every stage usually pulled a huge amount of time on people just because we kept the gas on and we could do that at the end. Um, and so the steep climbs, if you look at it, it takes up such a small portion of the actual stage in terms of time and distance. So it doesn't make sense to, prepare specifically for the steeps yeah. when the majority of the time is spent just with stable, steady power. Um, yeah, the only thing I would do is do a lot more volume, but my life doesn't really allow that. You know, I'm just capped at what it is. So, uh, yeah. I think that I haven't looked at the exact like total race time, but I bet Brandon and I were around 35 hours. Yeah. So that's way more than I do in a typical week, but there was also, it's not like I'm not going to race because I can't do that in training just try to do as much as you can, you know, as much as your life allows. Anything else anybody would do differently equipment choices or anything?
3: I'm mean, the only thing to add aside, not only from training, like your body, but it's also, you really need to have a strong core, a strong lower Almost back, nice. yeah. get on a stretching <laughs> yes. routine. Like, you know, the <laughs> six months leading into it, like stretch every day. You know, I have an app that like dings every like minute and it's like, it's a really short 20 minute stretch um, but it's actually has allowed my muscles to recover from training day in and day out. So then when I'm at these stage races and I am getting the massage work, my body actually responds really well. I think that a lot of people that were there, they asked people to go really deep, but they actually cause damage because their bodies aren't able to take in that adaptation just because it's not something that they have kind of built the tolerance for. And then, you know, like it, It's not fun when your low back seizes or, you know, you're not able to enjoy descent because your calves are really tight. So it's just making sure that you come in healthy and you also come in rested and you come in with a, you know, good mental space. I think, you know, I think that kind of got Nate, you know, and that's the reason he's not here. He just was not ready for this adventure. And, you know, I think we had really high expectations that did not match our current combined fitness and i think that kind of got the best of him so
0: Mm.
3: you know it's 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 an achievement and your first cape epic honestly if you finish it it's uh (laughs) if you honestly as your first cape epic if you just finish it it's it's you did a really good job
0: oh yeah it's it's credit to anybody that finishes this it's so extremely hard and you said it well that you have to also like really have a steel mind, like you have to have really strong determination because yeah. you you will get brought to your knees in this yeah. race. A hundred percent. Like you'll have really low points where it feels like you shouldn't continue. Yeah. You I know?
2: think you need to be prepared to get kicked in the head day in day out for eight days <laughs>
0: yeah. and that was
2: me yeah. <laughs> most of the days but uh you do fight you do get some positive out, positives out of it and you progress and you do better and you realize everyone's human everyone's suffering so it's yeah just how you handle it at the end of the day that uh,
0: um,
3: and obviously there's a big difference if you're coming here to race it versus ride really it right so i think yeah you know, don't feel like everything, like, well, everything, all the tips that we're giving you is tips to come and race and perform. But, you know, if you just maintain a good load and are able to do some good Mm -hmm. days on the bike, you can really come out and enjoy this because the trails are fun. You know, it's a, it's a good eight days on the bike and you get to see a lot of South Africa. And I really enjoyed the riding here and it's beautiful too. Yeah. Hopefully I get to come back. So we'll see.
0: Uh, Final note. It is not a fire road race <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. at all. So <laughs> at all. a proper mountain bike race. It is hard. The trails are hard. Some of the trails are really technical. The rocks
1: are really rough. The it's trails demanding on your body. Yeah. Yes. Well, as I learned, yeah, totally. something I was going to interject with Sophia, just saying like, if you don't have much upper body strength and especially core, like you just mentioned, like, which unfortunately I wasn't prepared with, um i definitely after stage two the amount of rocks and that descent just broke my back and literally since then i was just maintaining 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 my back as best i can again the massages helped hugely Uh, also getting my back taped huge like that was awesome um but as sophia said i would definitely come prepared with stretching and just make sure you even at the most basic have some form of a stable core Mm -hmm. um because it's not a fire road race and <laughs> there are plenty of rocks. Yeah. And um, it really does work your upper body. So yeah. just come well balanced.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't ride a hardtail <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, I ran inserts in my tires and I loved that choice because it probably added like, I think it added 70 grams or 80 grams to my wheels, but so much peace of mind. And I had a few times where, bing, I hit rock on rim and I bet without inserts, I would add flat. Um, And there's plenty of spots where you can flat on this course or on this race. So, uh, what, what an incredible week, uh, Cape Epic, you're an amazing event. Uh, the, the organization and everything around the race, I'm completely like taken aback at how incredibly well ran everything is, um, South Africa, your country's beautiful and your people Mm -hmm. are so kind and warm. this has just been an incredible experience. And thank you, trainer road for allowing us to do this. And thank you to all of you that have been listening
3: for uh, 2 years
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know for a long time and watching these podcasts on youtube and uh we just and sending us messages of support that's meant a lot to us as well so uh, the final parting note is that if you have questions about this any questions whatsoever you can ask as specific as you want uh we're going to do a live q and a on instagram for this so stay tuned to our instagram Uh, Just go and find trainer at trainer road on Instagram. You can find us there. Stay tuned. And we'll be sharing the date and time on that shortly. Uh, And we'll do a live Q and a to answer any and all questions you have about Cape epic. That's it. Thanks everybody. See ya. (laughs)